So um, I, I want America to know that uh, all black people um, have been waking up with a heavy heart. And I've seen people like still show up to do their jobs because they're professionals. And you guys did a terrific job of setting this up, but I have to say this. I wish America loved black people as much as they love black culture. There are so many times that it gets cherry-picked and it gets piggybacked, but only when it's convenient. And sometimes it happens in entertainment and athletics. We're not here designed only to entertain. We're actually living and breathing human beings that have a multitude of intelligence, work ethic, discipline, and talent. We've overcome a lot, just like so many other races. This didn't just start happening. You can Google. We've been sprayed with water hoses. We've been attacked by dogs. We've overcome it. I'm old enough to remember I have a dream, fight the power, screw the police. Now it's I can't breathe. This is not new. And it's not going to come from just us. We need people who aren't black. We need people who aren't brown. When you know these things are happening in your society to have a voice, a legitimate one, lock in step with us, protest with us, post with us, not just when it's convenient, when it can be uncomfortable. The illusion, the, the image of Colin Kaepernick taking the knee before a football game during the national anthem is the exact one that we see in Minnesota when a guy was laying on the ground for over eight minutes, handcuffed with a knee to his neck, and was murdered. Let's start calling these things what they are. These are murderings. These are lynchings. These things have caused pain throughout our society, for our community, for hundreds of years. We've been screaming out for your assistance and for your help. I hope that now you didn't listen when Martin was saying it. You didn't listen when Malcolm was saying it. I hope that now you can see it on cell phone video camera. You can now understand why we've been rioting from multiple cities for decades, for hundreds of years. That's the role sports can play. See us outside of just being entertainment and walk with us lock in step even when it's uncomfortable. Because when Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee, he was ostracized, kicked out of the league, and people that didn't look like him did not truly stand next to him. What's going on, guys? You're listening to the You Can Miss Me With That podcast. Uh, you know the intro. Um, I don't really know how to start this. And I'm not going to try and start it with something. But it's crazy how Jalen Rose is just a, he's a basketball He's a basketball ESPN contributor, a commentator, and he puts it so eloquently that I don't even have to say anything to the start of this podcast episode. Like the name of the title says, we're going to talk about George Floyd, but we're going to talk about George Floyd in all aspects from his death to the state of the country right now to what the future is going to be and like Jalen Rose says I wish you guys loved black people the way you love black culture why is it so hard for black people to just get the rights that America promised us why do we have to do this after we've tried everything else To get your attention for us to even attempt to get those same rights sure we have them in quotations but we don't have them we shouldn't know George Floyd's name we should not we shouldn't even know the officer that killed him Derek Chauvin's name 
You should know their names. George Floyd died last Monday. Essentially over a forged $20 bill. If you go and look at the police report that CBS Minnesota, which has been all over my YouTube page because I've been watching so much news over the last week and a half that they're permanently there now. The owner who called it in says most people in that case don't even know that they have a $20 bill. They just most cops just want to know where you got it from. How do we go from a forged $20 bill to watching George Floyd die on the street? Even if there was a struggle in that false police report or statement that the Minneapolis police put out trying to cover their ass after George Floyd died. How do we go from that struggle to him dying on the street like a dog begging for his life? crying for his mother how do we get there even following police procedure like i've listened to so many law enforcement officials talk about once you had him on the ground in handcuffs it was over the when the civilians in that video when I, which i think i think almost everybody has seen that video if not you need to see it you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't see it When the civilians in that video are giving you better prospects on how to handle the situation than what you're doing, who is the lawfully trained officer, you're doing it wrong. Derek Chauvin had his knee on that dude's neck for nine minutes with his hands in his pocket, smirking. Like Steven Jackson says, who is a close personal friend of George Floyd. So close they had nicknames for each other. So close Steven Jackson called him his brother. And Steven Jackson says it perfectly. You can't tell me that with that smirk on his face as he was killing my brother, that he knew he wasn't protected. He was out he was unresponsive for the last two minutes and 53 seconds of his life. And what did Derek Chauvin did? Keep his knee on his neck. You clearly see him readjusting his weight on his knee every time he lost a little bit of like position. Kept readjusting it on there. It don't matter if George Floyd had underlying heart problems. It doesn't matter. He did need to die. You handled it wrong. Just put him in the damn car. Instead, instead of what happened. He died on the street. He was dead when they put him on the stretcher to take him to the hospital. He was dead then. And even look at how they put him on the stretcher. They just kind of flop him on there. Before the paramedics get, get, get him in the ambulance. Like no respect. All four of those officers, the thing about being in a brotherhood, which every, there's a brotherhood amongst police officers. I get it. There's a brotherhood amongst teammates. If you, if you want to go in a sports sense, but you got to be able to tell your brother in that brotherhood that he is wrong. And for that cop to just stand there watching Derek Chauvin kill George Floyd. And saying, oh, he can talk. He's fine. No, you got to tell him that he's wrong. Why was Derek Chauvin allowed for three days to go eat dinner with his family? While George Floyd was laying in some morgue somewhere. Why? That's why Minneapolis started burning. Because, no, you couldn't even put him in custody. You couldn't even put him in jail awaiting charges. The, the DA saying, oh, we need more evidence. What kind of more evidence do you need to, to arrest him? It's rare anymore that we see media agreeing on anything from CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, CBS, like the Young Turks, Jesus, every media outlet, Philip DeFranco, all them people to agree on anything. And even Fox News themselves are saying they're like, what is this? 
What is this miscarriage of justice here? Listening to a, a law enforcement official, seeing like once you have him on the ground, it's over. He's handcuffed. It's over. And even they're sitting there. And I'm not trying to attack Fox News here. But just to give people who listen to this a, a perception. Even Fox News is like, why did it take so long for him to be charged? Why did it take so long for him to even be arrested? Who knows what Chauvin could have done in those three days? He could have ran. He could have disappeared. And you know the worst part about all this in my mind, what I'm thinking? He's going to get away with killing him. It's a shame that I'm thinking that way. But he's Derek Chauvin is going to get away with killing George Floyd. You notice how they haven't even found anything to attack Floyd's character yet. All they can say is that he had underlying heart disease and other possible intoxicants in his system. What the hell does that mean? Even for Ahmaud Arbery, they said he had a shoplifting charge from five years ago. Hmm? And it's not just it's not just George Floyd. Think I'm just going to give you guys what 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 the things that have popped up in the last two weeks for me or three weeks, even a month. We had Ahmad Arbery finally getting some sort of justice with those men being arrested 70 days after he was killed. Breonna Taylor was killed by cops in her bed sleeping. Because they went to the wrong house. How do you go to the wrong house? You're conducting a police raid. How do you go to the wrong house? And then they charged Breonna's boyfriend with assaulting attempted murder police officer when they're both sleeping. Somebody's knocking through your door. Of course, if he's licensed to carry, which he was, he, he's going to pull out his gun and he's going to try and protect his family, his home and his possessions. How the hell is he supposed to know police officers are busting through his door when they didn't even announce themselves when they came in? We had the lady in Florida literally take her kid to the canal and push him in and then called the cops and said two black men kidnapped her son. That kid drowned. And what's the first thing she tried to do to cover her tracks? Blame black people, black men. We had the lady in Central, in Central Park in New York. Because the bird watch was like, hey, just put your dog on a leash, please. And then she starts getting threatened because the guy's recording. Because that's what you have to do now to protect yourself as a black man, as a black woman in this country. Just so things don't happen. And she, what, she, what is she doing? I'm going to call the cops and tell them a black man is threatening me. Meanwhile, she's choking the shit out the dog. That man could have easily lost his life. All he's asking is, hey, put your dog on the leash so he doesn't harm the wildlife. It's a damn law. Why is it so hard to just live while black in this country? And it just doesn't affect me, just a regular guy. Hell, even LeBron James gets shit. It's not even just, oh, he missed a game-winning shot in some game. You got to go tag his property to call him, to call him, to call him, to call him the N-word and all that to demean him in any way. When LeBron James is, has, def, has specifically lived the American dream, when he came from nothing, found something he was good at and made millions off of it. And even then, he's still giving back to the community. He's still trying to take care of his fellow man. Go look at his I, I Promise School and look at what he does for the community in Akron. Giving them free college tuition, free books, free free devices so they can receive the best education promise possible at his I Promise School. Colin Kaepernick was wrong for taking his knee, right? You literally just saw the complete worst case scenario of taking a knee the complete like aesthetic or whatever visual of Colin Kaepernick taking his knee was just used to kill another black man last Monday 
I'm tired. I don't want to talk about this anymore on my podcast. And you want to know why they talk about it? On every freaking platform that you go on, even Breitbart, Fox News, CNN, ESPN, CBS Sports, NBC Sports, NBC, MSNBC. You know, I know why they talk about it everywhere because it's it's irresponsible if they don't. This is not just a black issue. This is an American issue. And let's not get it twisted. This isn't just happening to black people. Hell, we had Trump freaking uh, creating more, uh, instigating the coronavirus as a Chinese virus, which means more and more African, uh, more and more Asian people were getting attacked. We're getting death threats. We're getting all this because of what Trump was saying. This isn't just a, a black issue. This isn't a black racial issue. This is an American issue. Because since the start and Charlemagne the God puts it so well today on first take, literally on the one of the most popular sports shows on the planet. Listen to what he says. Well, you know, Stephen A., I agree with everything that you just said. And that's why I love First Take, because First Take is all about holding people accountable. And so I would like to tell folks, man, if you're going to point a finger at the protesters, at the looters, at the rioters, whatever you want to call them, before you point a finger at them, point every other single finger you got back at America. This is what happens when a country promises liberty and justice for all, but only gives you liberty and justice for white folks. This is what happens when one of the wealthiest countries in the world doesn't understand the plight of the poor and the have-nots. You got 40 million people out of work, unemployment, the highest it's been since the Depression era. People have been cooped up in the house for the past few months waiting on stimulus checks. Yet during this whole process, we continue to watch the rich get richer in this country. And not to mention, ain't no good going to come to America until they do right by black folks. Period. You can't continue to brutalize and kill the descendants of God's children that built this country. Do you understand what that does to us, you know, mentally and emotionally? All this country needed was a reason. And America has given black people 400 plus years of reasons to go crazy. I'm actually shocked that we didn't snap a long time ago. This country continues to deny us equality, justice and just plain decency, you know. And between folks of all races being broke because of the incompetence of leadership in this country, between black people being broken because of hundreds of years of dealing with racism and bigotry in this country, what you have right now is a perfect storm, a perfect storm of people who are just ready to burn this white supremacist society to the ground. And America earned every bit of this. This is America's karma. Whether you want to hear it or not, he's not wrong. For 400 years, America has been doing black people wrong. And I'm only using black people because I am also black and I can't speak for other races. America's original sin was slavery. A fucking war was fought over it. Yes, the Civil War. Whether you like it or not, and you want to say it was over states' rights or anything like that, no. Main reasons was slavery. Go look at the, the, the documents that the southern states put out. That's one of the main reasons why they were seceding. It was slavery. Every step of the way, my ancestors or the the black people who lived here before had to earn everything. In the 1700s, after America just became a country, black people wouldn't even hold people because they were worried about voter fraud in the South. So they classified them with the three-fifths compromise where black people were three-fifths of the person. It didn't take what? Until what? A constitutional amendment after the, uh, during the Civil War for us to be free? And even then we weren't free. We had to earn the right to vote had to earn the right to even be represented in Congress, to have our own lawmakers, okay? To own our own businesses, okay? We had to earn all that, to even earn the right to sit where we wanted to on the bus. To earn the right to eat places we wanted to eat. 
to enter a, a, a freaking sports stadium where we wanted to enter. We had to earn all that. To drink what from whatever water fountain we wanted. We have to earn all those rights. You want to know when the civil rights movement in the 60s really picked up? That people understood that there was a real problem? Was when people finally saw what was going on in the South with the water hoses, the dogs on peaceful protesters. That's why parties or, or movements like the Black Panther Party came out and they were still labeled a terrorist organization. Where the leaders were assassinated by, by 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 members or aspects of the U.S. government, the destruction of Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you notice how they don't even talk about it, right? They're still they found mass graves in Tulsa. They found them this year. I'm not telling you anything that you can't find. You can just do your research. We have been discriminated on. And I say we in context because I wasn't there. To the best of my knowledge, my family didn't come to America until my mom came to America in the 90s. And what was what were we dealing with in the 90s? Where they had people on tape in LA beating Rodney King like a dog. And those officers still got away with it. And we had it on tape. Still got away with it. The only time I can think of where a black man beat the system was OJ. And you guys sat on that for years. And I say you guys because you know who the hell I'm talking about. Sat on that for years till you guys could finally catch him. I'm not saying OJ didn't murder um, his wife and Ron Goldman. I'm not saying that. But goddamn, we've watched so many people get off. We've watched so many people get treated differently. We watched Darren Rolfe walk into a black church trying to start a race war and killed all those people and they took him out in a bulletproof jacket and handcuffs and took him to Burger King to get something to eat on his way to jail. Meanwhile, George Floyd is dying on the street over a, what, what they thought was a counterfeit. We don't even know what the hell happened with that over what they thought was a counterfeit $20 bill. That's why Brock Turner can get caught raping somebody at the, on, on the dumpster and get three months in prison. Meanwhile, you know if he was anybody else, if, he was, if Brock Turner was black, he's dying in jail. We are only asking for what America has promised us. And why are we not getting it? Why is it only white folks? LeBron put it best this morning on social media. Why don't why don't you guys love us? You cannot tell the story of America without black folks. America was literally built on black folks' backs. It literally was. America became a superpower on black folks' backs. But oh, when we talk about slavery in, in class or history, we just smooth on past it. Meanwhile, Germany tackles the Holocaust head on. They make sure that everybody learns about it. We learn more about the Holocaust in school than we learned about slavery. Hmm? Black History Month, we just smoothed right through that. Not realizing that black history is also American history. You can't hide from these facts. America cannot hide from this. This happened. You have to talk about it. You have to confront it. You have to embrace it. Germany embraces it. And Germany is a better country for it. When they talk about the Holocaust. When they acknowledge their sins. Why can't America do that? And, and we proclaim ourselves as the best country in the world. Meanwhile, when my mom travels abroad, she literally sits there and gets mad and calls me and tells me all these people are just laughing at us. How can we say we're the global leader when we, and we're telling other countries what to do when we can't even contain our own problems, when we can't even confront our own problems? I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. And Jalen Rose is right. 
We can't do it by ourselves because it's not our problem. We're just trying to leave decent lives. We're trying to work with what was given to us. We have overcome. And we shall continue to overcome knowing that we can't do the same things that white folks can't do. We can't walk up to the Michigan uh, courthouse surrounded, being heavily armed and screaming police because we want to get our hair cut and we want to work out and, and we want to not social distance anymore. Black folks cannot do that. You want to know why? Because they'll be shot down in the street. They can't do that. Being heavily armed, screaming at police. We can't do that. And you know I'm true. You know I'm telling the truth. I hate having my mom call me at random points in the night, making sure I'm okay. Making sure I'm not at the protests that were downtown in the plaza over the last couple of days. Making sure that, hey, make sure you have extra food in the house. Make sure you do this. Just don't go outside for me. Make sure that her peace of mind is set. And meanwhile, I'm watching the protests in LA, hoping my mom is safe. And that's just me. My mom did a great job of making sure I did all my work. I went to college. I did all my dirt. I made sure I completed what America has provided to me. The promise. I make sure I did it. And then now I'm learning about black culture now. Over the last six, seven years. To make sure that when I talk about this with other people, I am prepared. I am educated. Meanwhile, I still have ignorant people in my inbox saying, what about black on black crime? What about Chicago? I mean, what meanwhile, I could tell them about what about black on black crime. I could tell them about the, the continuous system failure for black folks, making sure that we cannot rise to the stage where we're at. How Kansas City was drawn uh, districtly to segregate white people and black people. How for a long time, east of Troost, east and west of Troost was the dividing line in Kansas City. If you don't ask me, call somebody from Kansas City. Go do your research and they'll tell you. Watching white flight because schools are starting to be integrated. Just to have a black girl go to school. A little black. She had to be protected by U.S. Marshals just to go to school. That scene at the start of Remember the Titans? That actually happened. That was true. She's just trying to go to school. Oh dear God, this black kid can't learn by my kid. What the fuck? What the, what the hell is that? Why does it matter where she learns? It's like, it's like, especially back then, and really now, we saw it in Charlottesville, where they were scared of losing their position in society. We're not trying to take anything from you. We just want what America has promised. It's not just in life. It was in sports too. For a long time, black people could play any position except for quarterback and center because black people were thought not to be smart enough to play those positions. NFL has been around for what, 100 years? Most of it, it most of it, black people couldn't play those positions. Hell, the Washington Redskins, the team in D.C., was the last team to integrate in the 60s. The first black quarterback to start was in the 70s. And even we still get those damn questions now. Sure, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Bill Polian did, probably didn't mean it as racially as it sounded telling Lamar Jackson to play wide receiver when he was trying to be a quarterback. But that's how it sounded. Why should he have to go trial for receiver? Huh? Ain't no fast white dudes who play quarterback, play wide receiver. We watched TiVo barely throw a pass for two years. Okay, we watched him take a knee, protesting abortion in America, but nobody said anything. But the minute Kaepernick did it, we had a fucking problem. We glorified that knee. We called it T-Boeing. It was on national media, oh, sports awards. People were doing T-Boeing, not realizing why the fuck he was doing it. But we have a problem when Kaepernick did it. Not realizing that a, a, a U.S. Navy SEAL told him to take a knee. Because that's respectful toward the flag. 
you guys actually believe people who said he was disrespecting the military when he was not. Kaepernick sure looks different right now, right? Whether you like it or not, that's why he took a knee. To protest the deaths of George Floyd, Tamir Rice, Mike Brown, Alton Sterling, Eric Garner, Botham John. I could keep going. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor. I could keep fucking going. That's why he did it. And watching those cops who are supposed to protect and serve. Protect and serve. Get away with murder. I'm not sitting here saying the police should be abolished. I am not saying that. Because in a group of people, if there's a loud minority, that can change the whole perception of the whole group. A small section of that group can change the whole perception of that group. You know, the, uh, on Scotty's podcast, he did with hand grenades. All of us talked about where the law enforcement is needed. And the thing was split right down the middle. Scotty took the position that he don't, if cops should just put their badge down. And I said, you are crazy. Because how bad it is now with law enforcement, the purge is going to look like a children's book if cops just put away their their badges even if it's just for a day whether people want to admit it or not law enforcement is an integral part of society it's a pillar so even if the cops put it away vigilantes will just become the new law enforcement you and i hardly recommend that you guys go and listen to that episode he does with hand grenades. And I want to apologize to Scotty and all them right now because I dominated that first 35 minutes just talking about George Floyd. I didn't even let him put a word in, which was wrong. I went to that into that episode with a mission. And I, I look back on it and I just look feel stupid because I didn't do it right. And I don't think there is a right way to do it. But go listen to it. He does with hand grenades by Scotty Cates. Go listen to it. No, I'm watching all these people saying police are necessary to um, all these things about policing more training. I think of multiple people, but the two people who come in mind, my uncle, who's a, who's a police officer. And my basically, a person who was basically my dad through high school, Papa Ellis, who's a police officer in California. Derek Chauvin made his job so much harder. And I know Papa Ellis is one of the kindest people that I know. He does his job. He makes sure he gets home to his family. His family is taken care of. My brother, Cap, is getting ready to be a police officer. What is his job as he's getting ready to enter that crazy field? Who knows what the hell they see every day? And his job is going to be that much harder because of Derek Chauvin. I'm worried about them right now. Because Derek Chauvin put their lives in danger. Because... A bitch money, Captain America and Papa Ellis would have found a way to better better handle that situation. Derek Chauvin did something so bad, other cops are like, no. He doesn't represent us. Watching the sheriff, I can't remember what state he was in. He was in his Riker. He takes it off and walks with the people. Saying that we're not like that guy. We are actually here to protect and serve. Let those words not be lost to you. They're supposed to protect and serve. Joe Rogan put it best. As he always does. In a weird way for a comedian that he can say it in just a way. Police officers are just regular people like you and me. Except they're given a higher level of power. That's why they require their training. Okay. Police officers should be some of the best of us. You should be an exceptional individual to be a police officer. The law should be more stringent on them because they, they should know it. Just the same way on a team, when you see a guy who's on the team and you watch him start, you watch him practice and play, you're like, oh, this guy shouldn't play football. It's the same way with being a cop. We should also be able to tell your brother, your teammate, your whatever, that he's wrong. To tell him to stop. To tell him, just just stand there watching them kill somebody 
Because I bet money, I bet all the money I have that Papa Ellis and and Cap would have found a way to better handle that situation. Over a forged $20 bill? Look, I've attempted to do this episode like six times. I stopped I stopped the first few times because more information was coming in and I wanted to make sure that I'm approaching this with all the information that I know. So I'm literally recording this Monday before the podcast is supposed to come out. Every time I start talking, I, I always tell myself, I'm not the right person to talk about this. There are other more qualified people you could go listen to and you should. You should educate yourself now more than ever. Why is it that we have to constantly ask for what America has promised to white people? What America has promised to everybody who comes to its borders, to comes into the country? It's like, do, do, do we as black people scare you? Like, what did we do specifically? Besides fight for the rights that we deserve, that America has promised. That's why it's, it's burning right now. That's why people are protesting because of the promises that America has said. We're supposed to be this great country. And, and it is. It's a great country. I'd rather live here than like Libya. Than like Jordan, than like Iraq, than like a lot of places in America. Than like China. I'd want to live here. But you tell me, whatever home you're in, don't you want it to be a better home? Don't you want the windows to, to look pristine? Don't you want the floor to not be cracked? Don't you want the foundation to be set? You, you want your home to the best it could be. And that's what black folks want. And we're tired of saying it so that you believe us. We need other people's help. We need it. That's why it's huge when a J.J. Watt or a Tom Brady says something. Because they never said anything before. But they're saying it. And then the NFL with their hypocritical statement saying that, they, that they're that uh, they sorry to George Floyd and his family and that we, we're going to continue to, to fight for um, racial injustice. Meanwhile, look at what they just did to Colin Kaepernick. This is a part of the NFL's legacy now. You ostracized that man. When you know damn well he was good enough to have a spot in the NFL. It's too late now. It's been four years. Whatever that sham was last year with his workout. We just let that one slide with the NFL trying to catch him slipping. And Colin Kaepernick fell for it too. I wasted two whole episodes of my podcast talking about it. What a waste of a Saturday. Go back and listen to it if you want. I wonder why George Floyd embarked, embraced all this or made America have this reaction when we saw Philando Castillo get killed in his car with his with his girlfriend and his four-year-old daughter in the back of the car. And the police officer was suing to get his job back who killed him. We saw it on Facebook Live. Why is this one different? It's the perfect storm. That could be why. COVID's here, so everybody's stuck in their home. Ahmad Arbery. Breonna Taylor, America's finally starting to open up. And then we literally watched the last nine minutes of this man's life as he's begging for his life. As as bystanders are like, get off of him as a as a firefighter. Like, let me feel a pulse. Let me make sure he's alive. And she was and that lady was denied to even do that. 
as that man continually put his knee on his neck and killed him. Then he, what did he do? He went home, had dinner with his family for three days. I don't care if that his wife's divorcing him. I don't care. He got to go home and receive privileges that George Floyd will never have anymore. For, for a $40 bill. I've heard people say fact. If, if George Floyd had a $20 bill, if he if he didn't if he didn't commit forgery, he wouldn't have died. He didn't need to die anyway. I'm tired of explaining this to, to white people who 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 talk to me. But just do your research. Or go ask somebody else. I don't get why this is so hard for you to understand why black people are feeling this way. We aren't making this up. My stories are tame to compared to what some other black people has faced. Oh, go talk to Scotty. He'll tell you. Ain't nothing like driving through Prairie Village trying to get to work and I get stopped by a cop and he's asking me if I'm lost. You don't belong here. I'm like, would you tell the white person that same thing? Being straight up disrespected by law enforcement at a traffic stop. I shouldn't every time I see a cop feel so scared that I have to call somebody and have them on mute to make sure that I'm protected. So I have somebody else to corroborate just in case something happens. And that's just the one of the things that I do when I get stopped by a cop. I call him, hey, put yourself on mute and just listen. Please, please listen. I shouldn't have to do that. I don't know what else to say. I could keep going, but what's the point? In my mind, he's going to get away with it. And America is going to fucking burn. It's going to burn down. And dear God, it might be to the ground. If he gets away with this. The only saving grace that we have. Is that where he was arrested. Has experience convicting uh, cops. Of murder. Because he convicted a black Somali cop. I think a couple years ago. To 13 years in prison for killing a white woman. He's appealing his conviction. But I've read about that case. Sure looks like he did it. Sure looks like they found sufficient evidence to convict him. Why aren't the other three cops arrested? Why are they still at large? They should at least be in jail. They shouldn't be allowed to go and sit with their families. George Floyd can't do that anymore. It's even the perfect storm. George Floyd's dating a white woman. Just by all accounts, a good, a good man. Just moved up to Minneapolis for work. And he was killed in the street like a dog. I don't know if I can do this podcast next week. I'm tired of watching America burn. I'm I'm tired of racial injustice. Bro, I'm I'm 27. So much crap has happened in my life. 2020 is like the worst year of all time. It's like we're back in civil rights. Like the main part of the movement. Civil rights, I I read this uh, quote the other day that the civil rights movement never stopped it just dimmed all that work that was put by our ancestors by all those leaders in the 60s that leaders like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were fucking killed for because all they did was speak the truth sure was it the way that some white people didn't want to hear it yeah were they perfect? No. They were not the perfect messengers, but sometimes, but actually a lot of the time, most messengers that preach that kind of truth, that preach, that bring the truth to light aren't, aren't perfect. And it's like, it's like 
we're still fighting that fight now. Even though we have all these freedoms. But they find new ways to keep us down. I'm not the right person to talk about this. I'm not even counting myself as that. If anything, I wanted to call people and have them do the podcast. Had to have them do this episode. Well, that's unfair. Why am I going to run away and have somebody else do my work for me? So to speak. I don't, I don't know what else to say. So I'm just going to end. But I'm going to find this quote by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's a perfect quote about racism. Oh, wait. I do have a question, though, for you guys. So somebody from outer space lands on Earth. And they ask you what racism is. What are you going to say? I know what I'm going to say. It's a dumb, ineffective, and useless way to keep down people you are afraid of. I can see their follow-up questions. Why are they afraid of you? I don't know. We're just trying to live life the way they're living life. We're just trying to advance our families the way they're advancing their families. Did you do something to them? I don't think so, besides live. We fought so that we wouldn't be owned by them anymore. We fought so that we could go go do regular things like they do. But they're still trying to keep us down. Try explaining that to like a kid growing up right now. Try explaining them what racism is. Because the, I swear the only people who aren't racist are like kindergartners. Because even then, even if their family's like, oh, you shouldn't hang out with that black kid anymore. The kid's going to be like, why? I like hanging out with him. He's funny. I like him. He's my friend. That shit's taught to kids. Watching watching uh, white kids on Instagram do the George Floyd challenge. Go look it up. Watching all the excuses you guys give for why George Floyd died. When he, in all reality, he shouldn't have died in the first place. I can't with y'all. I can't with y'all. I can't with y'all at all. One of the big, one of the best things about Trump being president is that people I, I, I know now more than ever, the people I don't want to fuck with anymore. The people that I know have those tendencies. As a society, we needed to realize these things. Like we were fooling ourselves thinking everything was good. Obama was president. You guys can do anything. No, we can't. But Obama was treated at Trump questioning over and over whether he was born in this country. The rampant disrespect toward him. Remember when um, he won the first time and he and his family walking down the street and black people. I remember bl- prominent black people talking to me like he's they're going to kill him. They're going to kill him. I remember sitting next to an older black woman when right when he won the election and he's walking down the street holding hands with Malia. And this lady had this look of dread on her face. Then I went home and saw my mom. And even she was like, oh, my God. Like they couldn't believe he was just walking down the street. They thought somebody would definitely shot at him. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to finish this quote from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It seems like the best way to end this. And uh, he wrote this really powerful piece in the LA Times. Um, It's great. If you just like reading, you should just go read it. Just go read it. It's great. And it kind of shines a light on somebody who's been fighting who use this platform as a professional basketball player, as a celebrity, to fight injustice. And he writes this powerful piece, and the quote starts with, African Americans have been living in a burning building for many years, choking on the smoke as the flames burn closer and closer. Racism in America is like dust in the air. 
it seems invisible, even when you're choking on it, until you let the sun in. Then you see it everywhere. He was just talking about uh, rioting. He basically defended it because the rioters, the ones destroying buildings, they're not right, but they're not wrong either. People can go along with that quote where rioting is the language of the unheard, if I believe that's the way the quote is. This is where it's gone to, where to, to have you guys listen. If you felt personally attacked by this podcast, by this episode, probably do some introspection because I'm going to keep doing it. I'm probably going to hate the minute I put this episode up. America has promised us all these things. And not just black people, everyone. But I can only speak for black people. And maybe not all of us, but I can speak just from what I've seen. But it seems like we're not allowed to get all those things. You guys know how to get a hold of the podcast if you guys have any questions and um, any comments or anything like that. Just don't forget to subscribe, all that stuff. Take care of yourself. Stay safe if you're protesting. This could go on for a while, especially as this case progresses. But like a lot of people have said, including Shannon Sharp, I wonder what happens when once things stop burning, once the protests die down. What's going to happen in the country? Stay safe, guys. I love you. Thank you so much for listening today. And goodbye.